The Senior Bowl features some big names in college football and those who would like to make a name for themselves. So we break down all the players and how they project at the next level with my next guest right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field. Protect them. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The players. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Chris Smith. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. And if you're looking for a place to bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. Thinking of picking the Lakers to repeat or love that Dustin Johnson is favored to win the Masters? You need to go to betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Plus, there's always that online casino as well. The best part about it, it never closes. You can play 24-7. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Since 1950, the Senior Bowl showcases the best NFL draft prospects who have completed their college eligibility. There have been some big names to play in the college football all-star game like Alabama's Joe Namath, running backs Walter Payton from Jackson State, and Franco Harris of Penn State. Plus, some savvy wideouts include Tulsa's Steve Largent, USC's Lynn Swan, and Syracuse's Art Monk. Even Heisman winners join the party like Bo Jackson from Auburn, Tim Tebow of Florida, and Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Oh, you may recognize many Senior Bowl MVPs such as Pittsburgh's Dan Marino, NC State's Phillip Rivers, and most recently, Oregon's Justin Herbert. Even the sidelines are filled with legends like coaches Don Shula, Tom Landry, and John Gruden. Now, the 2021 edition of the Bowl has moved to the American and national team designations. The Panthers' Matt Rule will coach the American squad, while Dolphins' Brian Flores will guide the national team. They say the draft starts in Mobile, Alabama. So we'll take a look at this year's stars and small school legends with my special guest on the show, Ed Hunt, writer at NFLDraftBlitz.com and co-host of Blitzcast. And let me tell you, there's some great content and interviews on both. You can find him at Twitter at NFLDraftEd. And for all you Steeler fans, he's also pumping out the content at Steel Curtain. Thanks for joining me, Ed. Hey, great to be on, Chris. Are you surprised by the big names that accepted invites to the Senior Bowl? You know, that's a great question. Yeah, I am. I mean, I think they did a great job of recruiting with, with COVID and everything. I mean, to get Devontae Smith to go, Mac Jones, I mean, Najee Harris. I mean, it, usually it's hard to get those Alabama guys, but, um, you know, and those guys, those guys will come and they'll get a lot of, you know, fanfare and stuff like that. And, I mean, you know, you, know, you have to think like a guy like Devontae Smith, I mean, for him to show up, I mean, he shows that he really loves football. I mean, to go out and win the Heisman Trophy, win a national championship, it's like he's done everything he can for his draft stock. And, he, you know, he, he decides to play more football. And you know what? I, I really like that in a player. And you know what? I really think, I really think if you're a team drafting in the top five, you've got to consider him. Oh, we're going to get into all the players. But for some conferences that didn't play many regular season games, like the Big Ten and the Pac-12, will this showcase help those players in the evaluation process? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, there's going to be some guys like Jamie Newman um, who, who really, you know, we're going to, you know, he was going to go to Georgia this year and, you yeah, know, he opted out because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it, this will be an opportunity for him to show, you know, where he is. I mean, what I'm seeing on tape is this is a guy who can run, um, you know, showed a little bit as a passer, but uh, I mean, he needs to show that he can be enough of a pocket passer to be an NFL quarterback. And I think, I think if he could show that in Mobile, he only has to do it for a week. And if he can do that, then yeah, maybe, I mean, this could be a, a day two pick in a, in a, in a very good uh, quarterback class. Oh, it could definitely boost his draft stock considering he transferred from Wake Forest but opted out of the season at Georgia. But his redshirted junior season at Wake was something special. He finished second in the ACC in total yards per game and set school records in career total offense yards per game and yards per play. Plus, his over 3,400 yards of total offense, 32 total TDs in 2019, were both second most in school history. So he's definitely going to be interesting to see. And let's get into the quarterback class. On the national team, we have a trio of interesting QBs. First, there's Sam Ellinger, who broke school records of Super Bowl-winning QBs Drew Brees and Nick Foles in high school, then finished his Longhorn career with a 27-16 and 16 record and ranked second only to Colt McCoy in passing yards, touchdowns, and completions. What are the pros and cons for this Texas product? You know, with, with Sam Ellinger, I really liked him much more earlier in his career. I thought he had, you know, sort of better accuracy and ball placement. I don't see it as much at this point in his career. Um, you know, and the other thing for me that, you know, kind of bothers me is I want a leader in my quarterback. And I'm not saying that Sam Ellinger, I mean, I've talked to his, you know, receivers, uh, DuVernay, and, you know, they say he's a leader and everything. But, I mean, he, he really hasn't won these close games. I mean, he lost the Red River showdown. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, some of his shortcomings and, basically losing losing these big games that you know he should win and I think it has something to do with the fact that they brought in Sarkeesian because they want a quarterback who can win these big games well yeah big game pressure separates the big game QBs especially since Texas lost to TCU and like you mentioned the Red River showdown for back-to-back losses early in the schedule and also losing to 13th ranked Iowa State and finishing with a 7-3 record but just 5-3 and in the Big 12. And the other two signal callers on the Senior Bowl national team are Ian Book, who has the most wins for a QB in Notre Dame football history, and then Felipe Franks, who started out with the Gators and finished his collegiate career with the Razorbacks. Which one is the better prospect? Well, I like, I like Ian Book better, but you know what? Those are two that I both like. Um, what I like about Ian Book is I think he has good arm talent. I think he can make all the throws. Um, the, I think maybe the count against him, is that maybe he wasn't in he, he came in a kind of a year where there there's a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean, we could go, you know, Mac Jones and Trey Lance and go all the way up to Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and, you know, I, I have to mention Zach Wilson. So Yeah, the BYU. I mean, product, I mean, definitely. A, yeah, but I, I actually think Ian Book would, would actually get some first round talk. Um, you know, if he was in a weaker quarterback class, like let's say he was in maybe maybe like twenty nineteen or you know, maybe the year Geno Smith came out. I mean, you know, just like a weaker, a weaker quarterback class. I mean, he he'd be kind of one in that first round conversation. Yeah, well, when the draft is stacked like that, it's tough. It pushes good players down. That's for sure. 
And the national team has an impressive stable of running backs to really stand out. It's Alabama's Najee Harris, the Tides' all-time leader in total touchdowns, and the Tides' career leader in rushing scores and yards. Then there's North Carolina's Michael Carter, whose total rushing yards over his career are fourth best all-time for the Heels. What are the best traits for those two backs? Well, I'll start with Michael Carter, and I'm really, I really appreciate that you asked about him. I thought, you know, when he 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 shared a backfield with another good running back, and I think what he does is he plays a great role, and he he's kind of that third down back. Now, there's a lot of teams that have like a scat back or a change of pace back, but this is a guy who can do the things on third down. He can block for you, he can go out for a pass, and he can run with speed. I I, I mean, I I really like him in a combination. You know, you put him. You put him with a, you know, sort of a more of a power, carry the load, goal line back, and I think that he would really fit well in a one-two combo. Well, he looked good in that combo with Javante Williams for the heels, that's for sure. And there's Alabama's Najee Harris. I'm not actually surprised he was there also. You mentioned Devontae Smith, but what else does he need to prove? He really doesn't need to. And, I mean, if I'm a running back, I, I, I you know, it's, it's, like, it's like if you're a running back, it's like a bullet and a gun. You only have so many. And... You know, I mean, to, right? to, yeah, I mean, like, you, you know, you, uh, I mean, they say that about a pitcher. It's like, you know, why is he going out and taking more hits? Well, I think the thing is, is he loves football. He's a great athlete. He has great body control and he had a great year for Alabama. And you know what? The, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, he, he, he could probably be the first running back taken if he wants to be, if he goes out and has a good week and he will have a good week. Oh, definitely. We're speaking with Ed Hunt, writer at NFLDraftBlitz.com. And the other three backs, Oklahoma's Stevenson, UCLA's Demetric Felton, and Virginia Tech's Khalil Herbert. Who has the best skill set out of those three? Well, I would say with Khalil Herbert, he, he, he's very much like your, your sort of average back, um, you know, not you know he's not he's no Najee Harris or you know Travis Etienne, but I think I think what he does well is I think he can pass block, and I think teams value that more than you think. I mean it's not it's something you can kind of see on tape, and but I, I think that's I think that's really kind of his his value and why he's in Mobile. No, oh, you got to protect your uh, quarterback on those passing downs. That's for sure. The national team's wide receiving core is led by Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith. What makes him so special? Well, I mean, he's just, he's just kind of a gamer. Um, you know, he shows up in big games. He, he plays in the slot. He's, he's got speed. I mean, he, he really has the whole package. I mean, there, you, you really turn on the tape, and you, you, you really find a very few minuses in his game. I mean, that's really I, – I, really, I mean, he has the tape. He has the college production. I mean, maybe, you know, they'll knock him on the height. Maybe he doesn't have the greatest combine, and that's why – he would fall out of the top 10. But do you, to be honest with you, from where it stands right now, I mean, if I'm an NFL GM, I really want to get to know this kid and really think about drafting him, especially if I'm picking the top 15. Well, he's listed around six foot one, a buck 75, but he was a beast for the tide, hauling in 117 receptions for over 1,800 yards and 23 scores, added another score on the ground and one on special teams, plus the Heisman, just an incredible talent. And I love seeing the non-Power 5 conferences. How do you see Western Michigan's Dwayne Eskridge and South Dakota's Kay Johnson performing against the higher-level competition? Yeah, I mean, it seems like every year in Mobile, they, they bring in a few guys who, you know, come from small schools and they want to see how they do against big school guys. And they usually do pretty well. Um, Dwayne Eskridge is kind of interesting. He's kind of versatile. He's played cornerback 
He's also played receiver. Um, he, he, you know, he can really add something as a kick returner. Um, Cade Johnson is another small school guy. I saw kind of more highlights. It was hard to find a lot of tape on this guy. So, I mean, you know, I have to, I have to be honest. I mean, I, I have good resources as far as tape, but I, I didn't find great tape on him, but I, I would say that the tape that I saw really didn't impress me as much. I mean, I really like to see these small school guys dominate and really show a lot of good traits because they're playing against lesser competition yeah, at their level. Um, yeah. So to be honest with you, but yeah, I think, I think Dwayne Eskridge, I mean, he can be a nice utility player. I mean, you know, we know in every sport, I mean, the, that guy who can, I mean, you think about it in baseball when there's a guy who can play the infield, play the outfield, play first base, you know, you need it. The um, Swiss army knife. Yeah. The Swiss army knife, you know, every, everyone needs it. You only have, you know, 53 guys on your roster. I mean, they've kind of expanded rosters a little bit, but you know, you, you know, those guys, those guys help you win games. Well, they're going to get their chance to shine at the Senior Bowl, and we're speaking with Ed Hunt, writer at NFLDraftBlitz.com. And let's take a look at the Senior Bowl American team lineup at quarterback. The most intriguing of the three is Kyle Trask from Florida. He was a Heisman Trophy finalist, led the FBS in total touchdowns and touchdown passes, while ranking second in passing yards. Why doesn't he get the attention as the other top prospects? It is what you're just talking about, that the it's such a top-heavy quarterback draft class? Yeah, I would say that. Well, you know, I, I hate to be this guy, but you know what? He, he, he shows a lot of check down quarterback and, you know, he's really had a lot of benefits with him. You know, he, he, I mean, he's a great character guy, but I mean, he, you know, he had the benefit of Kyle Pitts. I mean, Kyle Pitts in college. I mean, he had, you know, two great receivers who are also going to be in mobile. So he didn't, he didn't, you know, he had, he had a lot of options with him. I, I didn't see him win big games, and that's a really big thing for me in evaluating quarterbacks is how they do in big games. Um, you know, he's he's on a you know pretty much a three game losing streak. Um, you know, he lost the LSU game. You know, he didn't do he didn't have any of his guys for the Oklahoma game, and they didn't really do very well. And you know, he he lost the SEC championship, and so um, for me, that kind of hurts his draft stock. I think one of the things is, is he's not he's not kind of a He's not he's not as sexy a quarterback. He's not gonna deliver the ball all around the field. I mean, you know, some would say he's more of like a Kirk Cousins type and but I, I do think that Kyle Trask has the has the, the attitude. He's competitive. I mean, some Florida writers saying, you know, Edgar Thompson say, you know, he's a tough kid and he has good character and I think I think he will have a good NFL quarterback, but um you've got some really, really intriguing options in this draft class. Yeah, well, maybe he'll be a good backup quarterback because basically that's what he's been most of his career. High school behind Derek King and then behind Felipe Franks at with the Gators. So we shall see. Maybe his attitude as being a, a solid backup and someone that could come in and play will intrigue some of the NFL scouts. But over 4,200 yards passing and 43 touchdowns doesn't seem like a fluke. And there's also Texas A&M Kellen Mond. Would you bet on him going in the uh, second day? Mm. I don't know if he's a second day guy. I, I, I kind of like him more as a college quarterback than an NFL quarterback. He doesn't have those intriguing uh, attributes that I really look for in a quarterback. I mean, this is also, a, you know, a very good quarterback class. I mean, I've said that like three times, but um, I, I, I think he's a winner. I think he's, you know, I think he, I think he's fairly accurate. I think he, I think he led that Texas A&M team, but I, I just don't, I just don't think it's I don't think it's worth spending a day to pick on him. We'll get into the rest of the American squad, the tight ends and more right after this. 
It's 2021. There are self-driving cars, plant burgers, and tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. With a new year comes tons of new big games and sports. And with those big games come big stakes. And Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. <laughs> Let me tell you, you have to try the Snack Pack Combo. It features small plates with big flavor like mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp racked and bacon. Oh, so good. Look, every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. And the best, satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. So go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. And before we get into running backs, we're speaking with Ed Hunt, writer at NFLDraftBlitz.com. Now, there might not be a running back like Harris on the American squad, but, you know, some of the small school running backs have a habit of exceeding NFL draft expectations. Can Louisiana's Elijah Mitchell carry on the trend? You know, with Elijah Mitchell, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, his junior year, he basically he had Robert Hunt and Kevin Dotson, who are both good offensive NFL offensive linemen. And he, he, he ran for a lot of yards. But his senior year, when he didn't have the benefit of those guys, he didn't put up those big numbers. I mean, I know every running back is the product of, of basically their their circumstances and you know the the offensive line that they play behind. But I mean, you know, I I think I think you know if you're really wowed by his numbers, you know, you have you have to look at who's blocking for him. Definitely, and also the level of competition. And the Senior Bowl's Americans team star power might not be a Heisman Trophy winner, but one player sticks out at wide receiver, Florida's Kadarius Tony. How does this Swiss Army knife stack up with some of the more highly decorated wideouts? I mean, I think I think of the early accepted invitees, he's he's pretty much the top. I mean, he's he's a bona fide second round pick, and I mean he's a guy who can return kicks for you, punts for you. Um, you know, he can be a gadget player. I mean, you can run the ball to him, you can use him on a jet sweep. I think you can use him in the slot. Um you know, I, I think he's, he isn't who I, it's not that I don't like him. It's not like I would hate the pick if he came to my team in the second round. It's just not, it's just not exactly who I'm interested in. And just sometimes it's just, you have to think about your biases, what you like. I would like more of a guy like a Tylen Wallace, who's, you know, sort of been, been productive for a lot of years, you know, you, you know, didn't have the benefit of really a good offense um, or, you know, he had a good offense, but, you know, not a great quarterback. And Tylen Wallace put up big numbers. Well, Wallace is the fourth most productive wide receiver in Oklahoma State history, which is pretty impressive since he missed playing time over the last two seasons. But as we know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And another multi-purpose receiver is Clemson's Amari Rogers, a key figure in the Tigers' four straight college football playoff bursts. What do you like about his game? Yeah, I mean, Amari Rogers is more of a slot guy. Um, he was Clemson's leading receiver, which you know gives you some some praise i mean the fact of the matter is is that he was 
you know, Trevor Lawrence's top guy. Um, I think he's sharp on his routes, which really helps me um, like him. Um, you know, route running and getting separation are really important to me. I think he has good speed to take the top off the defense. You know, he can be a deep threat. So, yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a guy I'd look maybe like third or fourth round. And I love the small school guys like I was talking about. How about Austin Watkins Jr. from UAB? You know, he was he was the leading receiver for UAB. Um, you know, again, being a non-power five conference school, UAB did well. But, uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't have the kind of the sexy traits. I, I would say he's more of a day three guy for me. Yeah, well, he's got the size six foot three, around 210 pounds, and he's put up the stats with 98 catches for over 1,600 yards and nine TDs, and is just one of three players in school history to have a thousand yards receiving season. He's the first UAB player to be named to the Senior Bowl since 2012. And looking at the tight ends that will participate in the Senior Bowl, who stands out and who will surprise? Gosh, I really, I really like this guy Hunter Long. Um, what I like about Hunter Long is um, he's, he's quick BC, off the right? line. Boston College kid? Yeah, yeah, the Boston College kid. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, I mean, Boston College has a history of sending tight ends to the Senior Bowl. I mean, Tommy Sweeney, you know, was a late-round pick. Um, I think he's better than Tommy Sweeney. It, it, I, just, I just think he's, he, he's quick off the line. I think he has that kind of athleticism that we look for in – That's what they're looking at. Look in, at everybody's looking for now yeah, in that tight end position. Yeah, I, I, and I think I think you know we want those big rangy you know tight ends, and I mean he's not he's not like the biggest guy, but he's he's uh, you know he he fill he his height is you know decent you know sort of in the fifty percentile for a tight end. And, um, well, speaking of size, uh, Boston College has him listed at six foot five, two fifty two. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to do really well at getting off the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I think I think he has an NFL career. Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye out for him. We're speaking with Ed Hunt, writer at NFLDraftBlitz.com. And you've done some great interviews on NFLDraftBlitz.com. One recently with Northwestern QB Peyton Ramsey. What was your takeaway from him as a player and a person? You know, you look on his Twitter and he says, no one cares, work harder. And I mean, you know, being being kind of like a blogger, you know, we're, we're, we're sometimes not as mentally strong as these uh, you know, NFL players, but he, you know, you can tell he has that mental strength. He has that leader mentality and he'll, he'll tell you that about himself. I mean, you know, it it was kind of a nice story, you know, being a big 10 kid, he's from Cincinnati to go to two big 10 schools. He really wanted to play in the big 10. And, you know, he was only at Northwestern for a little while and he, you know, he got, he got his great opportunity to play in the big 10 game. Um, I like his leadership ability. I don't know. I don't know necessarily where he goes in the draft, you know, maybe maybe a guy with good leadership skills, I mean, could run the scout team. They need those too, the squad players and the backups. Yeah. And with no combine and the players and teams will evaluate now at pro days, how will it affect scouting and evaluation? It's 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 going to be different. I mean, the fact of the matter is is that all these scouts have been watching the tape, and there there is tape, and it's not it's not going to be as much senior tape, but you're you're going to have to rely a little bit more on junior tape. Uh, to get a feel for these guys, um, you know, I, I think I think there's probably not going to be as many interviews. I think there's going to be more virtual interviews, so sure. you may not be in like the presence of the guy. I mean, that's kind of the part of the draft process that guys like me can't really see, or you know, in, in the media we can't really produce. You know how these guys test. I mean, these questions. You know, these NFL teams don't want you to see what they ask them, and um, you know, uh, you know, and, and every team has a subjective version of 
you know, what these guys go through. But I mean, I, I think that, I mean, just an interesting tidbit I've learned, you know, doing this draft, studying this draft process is, I mean, they really put these guys through the ringer, um, <laughs> you know, with the questions, <laughs> with the questions they ask them and a lot uh, on the line with those picks. Yeah, th- there is a lot, there is a lot on the line and, um, you know, it, it, they, they, these guys go through psychological testing. I mean, especially when they're in mobile, like these guys, you, you like grab a quick interview with a guy, but you almost feel like you you feel bad because it's like the guy has like five minutes of just like downtime to talk to his friends. And he's, you know, he's getting interviewed by, you know, some, some media reporter Non-stop. and, you know, he's, but yeah, it, it's really, it's, I mean, it's a stress test and those guys will tell you that. All right, it's time to go three and out. It's time to go three and out with Ed Hunt, writer at NFLDraftBlitz.com. Three letter questions to close out the interview. Okay, first off, since you're a contributor at Steel Curtain for the Fan Sided Network, rank the QBs from the 2004 draft class. You got Roethlisberger, Rivers, and Eli. Who's your one, two, and three? Gosh, you know, I, I am a little, I am a little biased. Um, I'm going to go with Roethlisberger. You know, he's played in a lot more AFC championships. I think he's a little underrated just because, you know, he has a kind of a troubled past and, uh, but you know, he, you know, there was like kind of a stat, there was like a time where it was like the same three quarterbacks were going to the AFC championship for, you know, a period of the two thousands. And it was like Brady Manning and Roethlisberger. So that's why I put him there. I'd say rivers too. I mean, he didn't, he doesn't have as many, you know, he doesn't have two rings like Roethlisberger, but, um, you know, Roethlisberger, de- I mean, Rivers definitely was very talented, carried a lot of teams, and he had kind of an or- unorthodox throwing motion, and I think that, you know, kind of set him back. And then and then you go with Eli Manning, who, um, you know, was supposed to be the first pick and kind of was, but, um, you know, Eli Manning is, you know, a two, you know, two-time Super Bowl champ. Sure. Um, but which is which makes it a hard question. But I, I really I really believe in the first two, and that's why I put him third. But uh, I mean that's a great question. And that was a great answer. Number two, let's talk about one of your alma maters, Colorado. Which was the most controversial in the, the 1990 national championship season? Georgia Tech splitting the polls with Colorado, the fifth down game against Missouri, or the Orange Bowl clipping call against Notre Dame. Well, I, I think when you when you you know wanted to say who's the national championship, I mean, I think that brings the most controversy. I mean, that that's something you know. I mean, we 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 still have all these conversations, and I think that's kind of the beauty of college football is it's you know there's so many teams and only so many you know ranking system, and it's almost like a double elimination process, and it it kind of makes it fun because you know as fans we kind of we kind of get to develop our own opinion of who the winner is. I mean, it's like football is very clear cut, NFL is very clear cut. You know, with college March Madness is very clear cut, but with with uh, you know the controversy of who you know who who is number one, who is the best. I think you know you can you can limit different. You know, you you get to choose which factors are important to you. Yeah, I like that definitely. And finally, I'm a foodie, so what would be one legendary place and meal from your alma mater, Regis University, go Rangers, or the Rocky Mountain area? Ah, uh, gosh. Um, restaurant restaurants uh food places i'll tell you there's a there's a place in denver that's pretty close by it's called my brother's bar it's kind of a it's a it's a it kind of tailors to more of a a writer crowd and oh, it's nice. kind of interesting it has it, yeah it, it's, it's like famous for uh jack kerouac was hanging out there and so forth and um you know the food is just very basic and um you know the bar is very basic and 
you know, the prices are very cheap, but it, it's got a really good atmosphere. And it's, it's the kind of place where, uh, you know, it kind of brings the more, uh, friendly types and, um, you know, especially, especially, uh, you know, Denver being, you know, a bigger city now. Yeah. Well, sounds like a good place in mile high to go grub down. And we've been speaking with Ed Hunt, writer at the NFL draftblitz.com and co-host of Blitzcast. And let me tell you, there's some great content and interviews. Find them on Twitter at NFL draft Ed. And for all you Steelers fans, you can get that content at Steel Curtain. Thanks for joining me, Ed. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary. <laughs>